This is Saster's Founders Favorite Series, where you can hear some of the best of the best from Saster speakers. This is where the cloud meets. Your startup is going to change the world, but not without the right credit card. With up to 20 times higher limits, up to $5 million, and huge rewards like two times back on recurring SaaS spend and four times back on Brex travel, the Brex corporate credit card is designed for startups, all with no personal guarantee. We're already counting down to Saster Annual 2020. For our loyal podcast listeners, we want to give you $100 off towards your ticket. Just buy your ticket using code FAVE100. Up today, Algolia co-founder and CTO, Julianne Lemoyne. So I'm Julian, co-founder and CTO of Algolia. We develop a search API to help any developer to have a very good search in their application. Um, but today I won't talk about search at all. I will discuss about build versus buy decision. And I will try to cover a few mistakes we did about those decisions. I actually think I never met any company that have not made a few mistakes about build versus buy. And most of the time it's linked to the long-term cost, the long-term estimation of what it means to build or to buy a solution. So I will first give you a few numbers about where we are. And when I will give you a few examples, I will try to explain where we were at this stage when we did the, the decision, when we took the decision, because of course, the stage is important in, in such uh, decisions. So today we are a distributed team. We founded the company 2012 in Paris. We then flip the company to the US. We are today around 350 people in six different offices. We have uh, mainly a bare metal infrastructure with close to 3,000 servers distributed in more than 70 data centers. And we handle between 200 and 300 billion API call amounts. All of that was not built in a day. It took us a few years. Um, and I will give the context for, for all the examples. Of course, behind this product, we have a super strong team. Like, none of that would be possible be, like, without a very strong engineering and product team. One of the very misleading concepts for me is that the better your team is, the more difficult it is to take the good build versus buy solution. I'm sure it will be very misunderstood or like probably you, you won't see it at first. We all see the positive effect of having a great engineering team. Like, of course, good engineers can build a product way faster than others. Of course, it contributes and have a big impact, a key impact for your company. But we don't discuss enough about the negative aspect of a very strong engineering team. I think it's not something we discuss enough. First of all, I think any good engineer can easily give you 10 good reasons to build instead of buy. It's super easy. Like, you will never find enough arguments 
to, um, to buy. You can always have a very specific problem. You can always find arguments that you need a custom solution. You need to build it, pretty much. And what I have seen is that most of the time, you can discuss, you can argue. They will come with a prototype in two hours or the day after, and they will tend to show you that it's easy to build. And they will always underestimate the long-term cost, the long-term impact of building versus buying. So I will try to discuss with few concrete examples and a few concrete mistakes. So some were positive with good uh, effects and some has been negative for us and we had to change. So I will cover them to give you a, a bit of insight about when we have built and when we have decided to, to buy. First big decision we took, it was in the very early days of the company we were only two. We have not even fundraised. Uh, we had no salaries. So very, very early days of the company, we decided to use bare metal infrastructure and not use cloud infrastructure, VMs, which was kind of completely crazy at this moment. And a lot of people misunderstood us when we took this, this decision. It was, of course, risky, and it was a big bet. The reason we did this we took this decision is because of our bet on the market. Like we were working on this field for more than 10 years before creating the company. We were convinced people wanted to have good performance. People were investing a lot of time to have good performance, but they were not reaching a good enough results. So our initial bet was performance could make a big difference. We wanted to have a factor 10 of on performance which means we had to be crazy about performance on all the different aspects. Of course, the software, we need to build something which is really different in terms of performance, but the hardware, even the network, play a big role in the performance. Like search engines are very intensive in terms of CPU, SSD, memory, so we had to pretty much select a very specific machine, very specific hardware, to make sure we have the best performance of the market. None of that was available on cloud uh, infrastructure at this time. So that's why we took this crazy decision to use bare metal. And pretty much we have to build everything from scratch. Like we distribute the data by a factor three to make sure like we have some high availability. You can do that on cloud provider with availability zone. You have a lot of features out of the box to do that. We have to build everything from scratch in software to be able to, to have high availability. And of course, at the beginning, we did not add the time to do that. So the first version of the software had zero high availability at all. It was one server running on like one provider. It was on one side kind of risky because one hardware, one big hardware failure could cause us a lot of trouble but it was the easiest way to get the feedback we needed to have. Like we have this big bet, we needed to get some feedback from the market about this bet. Is it realistic? Does performance make such a big impact as we have planned? Or is it difficult to sell the software based only on a big difference in, in performance? So to imagine the product at this moment, the feature set of the product was super limited. We did not 
get even 1% of the feature we have today, but we had a big difference in terms of performance compared to everything else on the market. And the reaction we got was super positive. Pretty much it confirmed our initial bets. So this decision was super risky. It was at a moment where it could, could have hurt the company, like a big failure, a big hardware failure could have hurt us in terms of trust. But we were in the initial days and it has been positive. We validated our assumption. One thing so, even if we decided to use bare metal infrastructure, even if we decided to do everything ourselves, we did try to lower our investment as much as possible. So, of course, we use, we use leasing and not colocation. We did not buy ourselves the hardware, assemble the machine and so on. Like we took some provider to do that for us. Like we use LeaseWeb, OVH, those providers that help us to do that. Long story short, today we have infrastructure on the cloud and it took us some time to have the good infrastructure, the good hardware in cloud to run our API. Today there is way more variety of hardware on cloud provider than it was the case in, in 2012. So this one was a good decision. That's the only example, positive example I will share with you, but sometimes a build versus buy can be positive. It's not only about like always selecting one, it's something that can be your big differentiation. It can be your factor 10, like on performance for us. But it could also be a negative decision. And I will try to cover more negative examples. So I have three more concrete examples of mistake we did. So second decision, very important decision. We were end of 2014. We were about to launch what we call our distributed search network. So this one is the ability to distribute the search in different geo location without any pain for the customer. So we have one API, they push the data, we distribute the search worldwide, and then we redirect the user to the closest data center. Every customer can decide which location they want to have to control their cost. Like we have 15, 16 regions worldwide, but you may not want to use all of them, so you can control your cost. The geo distribution is done by the DNS. And we were using a solution from Amazon, AWS, Route 53, which is their managed DNS, to do that. We had one big issue first, which was the number of regions they were supporting were not the same than us. Like we had, at the moment of the launch, 12 regions. Amazon was covering only seven of them. So we were not able to do the geo routing for all our customers, all our region. Second problem, which was a performance problem, when we were creating a region, like a specific entry for one customer, it was taking a few minutes. Meaning in the onboarding flow of our users, it was taking a few minutes to set up the account, which was causing a huge drop in, uh, in the process. So we decided to look for all the solutions of the market. The engineering team was super, super small at this moment. We were in total four engineers working on the product, including me, including our VP of engineering. So four in total. So very, very small team. First reaction was to look for existing products. Hopefully, there were a Wikipedia page listing like all the managed DNS available on the market. So we took them one by one 
We contacted all of them. We looked at their offer. None of them was able to address our use case. So it was a big disappointment. Like I think there were a list of 20 different providers. None of them has a solution that could suit our use case. What we did was to select the most advanced and had a product discussion with them. Maybe they don't have the solution on the market today, but maybe they have it in their own map. None of them was able to give us like their own map or an ETA of when they will be able to address our use case. So we were stuck. As I mentioned, a good engineering team like challenges. So in no time, engineers built a small prototype based on open source. And we negotiated with a network provider to build like an anycast network with our 12 regions to redirect the traffic to our uh, custom build DNS with based on an open source software. The prototype was built like I think in two days, working prototype, of course, not at scale. But then like transforming a, a small prototype in a product in production, not with 10 API call, but billions of API call every month is another story. When we did these studies and where we were about to contract, to sign the contract with the Anycast uh, provider, we took some time. The reason is that this provider wanted the minimum three years commitment on the solution, which is huge for a small company like us. It was pretty big budget. And the budget was so big that we decided to, to take some time to analyze the situation. By luck, we, we have met someone in, um, in San Francisco that was launching a startup on DNS. So it was a completely random meeting in San Francisco, meeting a small startup, building a, a DNS, a managed DNS solution. The chance to have something that would fit our use case was super low. But still, this small startup was building something in a domain where we had done a lot of analysis, so we had super interesting discussion. And they proposed us to transform their roadmap and to address our use case in a month. The company was super young. They were just fronted a few months before this discussion, so super early stage. And of course, it was risky for us because like, we were a bit more advanced. Uh, it was key for our product, so relying on a very small startup is a bit risky. But we decided to, to, the, to take the risk. The big reason we, we took this risk is because the team behind this startup was working on DNS for 20 years. So they were knowing a lot on the domain. And actually, they make us realize that our custom-made solution were lacking of a few things that could hurt us. Like we have not anticipated like DDoS on the DNS, which is a big problem and that happened a lot of time. So it could hurt us. We have a lot of things that we have not anticipated. So we decided to use them at the last minute, like maybe a few days before signing like the three years contract with the provider and launching our own solution. And this story does not end at the moment we decided to use the startup. Because as I mentioned, when your engineers got excited about one problem, one specific problem, and there is no solution in the market, They try to think about differentiation, like, oh, we could do this specific feature. It would be 10 times better than other products. Or we could develop this one, which is also a big differentiation. So we had kind of a long roadmap of big differentiation on DNS compared to existing products while we were not experts on DNS. 
which seems a bit wrong. But I think a good engineering team will always find this and they will come to you and give you a big list of things you could do way better than anyone else, even if they have no strong expertise on this market. My understanding is that we always, there is this famous quote, we always overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. I think the big mistake here, the team was completely overestimating what they could do in a, in a year time frame. But this SaaS solution gives us a lot of learning. All the crazy ideas we had, actually, they developed them. So we have contract, contracted with them, and they give us a lot of advantage of learnings. Like most of their big ideas, actually, were not working in our use case. We would have spent a huge effort in R&D to try them, and they were not working. With this SaaS product, they did all the investment we tested it, and on our use case, it was not working. So the investment was not crazy compared to the results. But we were about to do the mistake. And I think one of the key learnings is that finding the provider is super complex. Um, it's not just listing the, going to Wikipedia and list for the providers. It's looking for the startup. And maybe the startup is not existing, and the startup will exist in a year. So it's also about thinking about the complexity to switch to another solution. Like this three years commitment would be crazy. And if today I was in the position to take the decision, I would not go with the, with the three years contract. I would try to find a workaround, maybe reducing the number of regions, maybe 12 was too much, finding something where I don't have a three year looking. Like three years is way too much to lock in a situation that can potentially cost us a lot of money just to maintain. So we were about to do big mistakes, and by a lot of chance, at the last minute, we discovered this startup and decided to take the risk. Maybe the story would have been very different if we would have developed this DNS, and I think it would have been the case, because like it would have took all the R&D to develop something where we were not experts. Another very similar decision. So this one was way later. We were like 35 engineers. We are focusing on performance. So of course, the monitoring of our API, monitoring of performance was key since the beginning. And we were using a SaaS product to monitor our infrastructure. But we hit a few limits in the solution we were using. And those limits were mainly because the solution we were using were designed to monitor a specific machine, whereas our service is distributed across a set of machines, and we need to see like some graph distributed on a few machines. So again, we discussed with several providers, and we had like even discussion about roadmap, discussion about what could be like a good uh, implementation for our use case. We discussed during a year with the provider we were using, and there were still no delivery on, on what could, could make an impact for us. While we were discussing with providers, the engineering team one day decided to build a prototype. So they built a prototype internally based on open source, using Collecti, Grafana, Graphite. And in a day, they were able to have something better than our SaaS solution. And I think here, Maybe the mistake is to think that because in one day you have something which is better than what you have, it's super easy to have your own solution, 
which does not cost so much money because it was built in a day, and that you can tailor to your needs. I think there is a few drawbacks in this conclusion. The first one is that it's a prototype in one day. It was deployed on one machine, where we had at this moment like 200 or 300 machines. So just taking this solution, making it scale at 300 machines, is not a matter of hours. So first big drawback is about like limitation. Then, even if it was better, when we were looking at what were missing in this solution, the list was huge. Like we, we had dozens, if it was not hundreds, of missing features for our needs. So it means our team would have to develop all those features for our performance. And it means like my roadmap would be like putting some emphasis on those metrics which are not game-changing for the business. It's not something which is exposed to customers. It's something for us to track the performance of our service. And I think that's, again, a drawback. Like thinking short-term, building something in a day, which is great. It's a good engineering effort. But then on the long term, like putting our investment of something which is not game-changing for our business, I, I prefer to pay for an external service rather than taking my best engineer and making them work on, on this aspect. And I did a mistake at this moment because of the previous story about DNS. I tried to convince them to use an external solution. So I tried to discuss with them, argue that the long-term cost would be uh, like super, super expensive and we have to select something more efficient. I never managed to convince them. It's pretty much one argument against another. And if you discuss about one specific thing, they will come with another prototype and it's an endless discussion and you will never manage to convince them. Again, good engineers, they have 10 different ways to explain you that the best solution is to build and not buy. I think at least one thing which is good with smart engineers, they learn quickly, and they still learn from this previous experience with DNS. I never managed to convince them, but one day the lead engineer discovered a startup and we had exactly the same pattern. Like they discover a startup building a super good solution on monitoring, they build a small prototype, they convince the team, and we use the SaaS solution. But we have this long intermediate step with open source developed, and we have put some effort on open source. With some, like, with a stake back, even this six months investment on open source was a lost of time. Like we, during this moment, we never put the open source in production. We never had like a business impact because it was just some investigation, like using our previous provider, trying to push them a bit in our direction, even if they were not able to execute like our vision of monitoring would have been way better than spending our time building prototypes. So again, small team, even if it was 30 people, it's way bigger than four. But if you have three, four people in this team, focusing their time on building a solution on open source, and then you argue and they spend more time and it's endless. Basically, you lose your R&D on something which is not game-changing. So what I did learn in this story is never try to convince them, but challenge them. Challenge them on the cost of developing their prototype. Challenge them on the fact we cannot use our existing monitoring solution for six months to a year while we find a good solution on the market. Challenge them on every single decision, but do not try to convince them. 
it will never work, I think. My personal feedback is that you will never convince them, but you can challenge them and they will look at the problem differently. Unpower them, but don't give them like pretty much uh, an order. So for this one, again, we took the decision to build internally, which was a bad decision. During six months, we built those prototypes, we did some iteration, I tried to convince them. The decision was not a good one. And the good solution comes six months later from the lead developer, because they found a good startup building a good product. Thank you. With up to 20 times higher limits, up to $5 million, and huge rewards like two times back on recurring SaaS spend and four times back on Brex travel, the Brex corporate credit card is designed for startups, all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at brex.com and get card fees waived for life with code SASTER19.